Well, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the TR90 Body Burn 30 support call. This call happens Monday through Friday at this time, which is, for me, at 6.40 in the morning, 7.40 Mountain Time, 8.40 Texas Time, and 9.40 uh, Michigan and East Coast Time. If you ever miss these calls, you can pick them up on SoundCloud, S-O-U-N-D-C-L-O-U-D, and put in TR90, and these calls are archived back nine years. Um, variety of different hosts and topics. Um, the last few months, um, Frank's actually been putting in not only the host name, but what the topic was that was covered on that particular call. With that being said, if you get your podcast through a different service, you can always uh, put in Frank, F-R-A-N-K, Lomas, L-O-M-A-S, and put in Solutions, the digit four, anti-aging, and these calls uh, could well pop up on other podcast services. With that being said, the TR90 program that as it is currently in a nutshell is one really good clean meal a day, two shakes a day, three snacks a day, 30 grams of protein at at least three of those meals. If you're a larger person, you may need to actually increase the amount of protein. So you might have protein at four of those meals rather than three. Um, There's several different ways you can do that. Making sure to drink plenty of water. The current thinking is at least one ounce of water for every two pounds you weigh. So if you weigh 100 pounds, you should be drinking a minimum of 50 ounces of water. But if you're exercising heavily or in a very humid area and are perspiring copiously, then you will probably need to increase that significantly to stay hydrated. Getting in seven plus servings of fruits and vegetables is another key part of this program that this for this lifestyle change. And um, part of it is fruits and vegetables are really healthy for you, but they also have a lot of macro and micronutrients and a lot of fiber, and those are all key parts as to why they've been included into the program. 30 minutes of moderate to heavy exercise, at least 30 30 minutes of moderate heavy exercise at least five days a week. If you're hitting a plateau, take a look at your water consumption. Um, you can add an extra shake. You could add a few more minutes of exercise, um, making sure you're getting plenty of sleep. That's the other thing that will cause a person to plateau out. You should be getting between seven to eight hours of rest nightly and that the the better the sleep, the better the program works. Just and if you know if you're starting out and you're going, oh, I'm only getting six hours of sleep. Well, go to bed 15 minutes early. Just do 10 to 15 minutes earlier until your body acclimates to that, and then do another 10 to 15 minutes until you're getting in that seven to eight hours of rest. With the exercise, mix it up between both strength training and um, aerobic. That helps to keep a good balance, although some of us that are getting older, definitely making sure that we've got um, the weight-bearing exercises are really important so that we keep our balance. 
Walking on uneven surfaces will also help, but make sure you're doing it someplace that's well lit so that you are safe and don't cause yourself injury. Let's see, I've talked about exercise. Well, I think I've covered everything. Um, taking those supplements 15 to 20 minutes before a meal, if at all possible, and if not, just take them with your meal. Uh, I was unable to take the middle of the day supplement 20 minutes before my meal because I never knew when my meal was going to be as a substitute teacher, so I just took it with my meal. It works. It's just not as effective as it would have been if it been uh, ingested before the meal hit the stomach, so to say. With that being said, I'm going to be sharing some information today about stress and why it's really important to work at eliminating stress, and especially in these times where life's been a little bit of a challenge. Well, it's always a good thing to have some extra tools in our toolbox. And today's information is coming out of a book that's called Superfoods Health Style, Simple Changes to Get the Most Out of Life for the Rest of Our Life. And it was written by Stephen G. Pratt, MD, and Kathy Matthews. And with everything that um, I've been sharing with you, he's got a lot of really good information in this particular um, book. And one of his side notes were that, you know, with it's not a simple matter of attitude of influencing symptoms. Intensely felt negative emotions include anxiety and fear, anger and rage, grief and sadness. All are associated with an increased incidence of premature cardiovascular death in adulthood as well as greatly increased complications after heart attack. So how we got here with the stress, well, there's a lot of things that cause the stress, and it's been virtually ignored by traditional medicine as a factor in precipitating disease. For a period of time, vitamins and sometimes mega doses were seen as the solution to health. So today we know that whole foods are the backbone of a healthy lifestyle, and the appropriate supplementation is important, but is never a substitute for a healthy diet. One exciting frontier in nutrition and health involves the precise and delicate interaction of the nutrients in the foods and our genes. Ah, epigenetics. That's what Dr. Chang has uh, mentioned in our, some of our company talks. One day we may be able to prescribe a diet based on your genetic makeup, one that will use foods to enhance protective genes and express ones that make you susceptible to certain diseases. Of course, at present, we know that a superfood diet is your best chance of promoting health, whatever your genotype. We also know that, in, that adequate exercise is absolutely fundamental to a healthy lifestyle, not just to lose weight, and not just to get strong, but to amplify every single aspect of good nutrition. We're ready as healthcare consumers to move into a new frontier of stress reduction and mindfulness as a health-promoting activity. To that end, I'd like to introduce you to my health style version of achieving stress relief and promoting lifelong health. 
He calls it personal peace. But before I can explain that, explain the goals and the practice of personal peace, you have to understand the role of stress in your everyday life. It affects and its effects upon your long-term and short-term health. If there's an opposite of personal peace, it is stress. Stress is as much a part of living as breathing, but it's something that we ignore at our peril. We have a general idea of what it is, but it, it was first studied by Hans Selye, and Selye is spelled S-E-L-Y-E, who defined stress as both a psychological and a physiological event. It was recognized that there are both good and bad stressors. A positive stress is a challenge. A negative one is overload. Words that define our reactions to a negative stress could include fear, anxiety, frustration, anger, depression, and helplessness. Many of us find that our days are laced with these emotions. Many of us are unaware that these feelings are affecting both our short and long-term health. When we feel a stress, an unreasonable boss, a sick child, too many bills, sleep deprivation, a rude sales clerk, our body shifts into overdrive. Levels of stress hormones, adrenaline and cortisol, Elevate and the body shifts into fight or flight response with increased metabolism, heart rate and respiration, blood pressure, and muscle tension. In a 21st century world, usually there's no physical fight or flight involved as a result of stress, rather a rather usually a slow burn with a metabolism in high gear and no physical response that allows us to let off the steam. Too many of us spend too much time all stressed up with no place to go. The end result is more than simple frustration. It's an actual physical disease. An estimated 75 to 90% of all adults visits Two adult visits to primary care physicians are prompted by stress-related complaints. We now know that unresolved chronic stress can damage the immune system and other systems. It is linked to the development of insulin resistance, a risk factor for diabetes, as well as hypertension, coronary heart disease, osteoporosis, and other disorders. There's some evidence that it might even promote cancer. There's also evidence that chronic unrelieved stress causes a variety of physical reactions that may not go away. Eventually, enough stress over a long period of time renders us unable to calm down physiologically. It's as if our engines are locked into overdrive. So what are some of these symptoms of stress? You eat more or less than normal. You feel tired constantly. You drink more alcohol, smoke more, or use drugs more frequently. Your sleep habits change. You have aches and pains that are not the result of exercise. You feel more anxious, nervous, or angry than usual. You have to use the bathroom more or less often than normal. 
you are more forgetful. You notice other changes in the way that you behave. So personal peace is your weapon against unrelieved stress. Personal peace allows the ratcheting down of the flight, fight or flight response into a state of serenity that actually has positive physiological and psychological benefits. Just as a constant stream of multiple antioxidants fight the unending onslaughts of free radical damage on a cellular level. So the regular achievement of personal peace enables your body to recover from the inevitable daily onslaught of stress. To achieve optimum health, you need personal peace as much as you need the nutrients provided by whole foods. Personal peace will restore you to your whole mind, body, spirit. Personal peace isn't something that you achieve once and for all. Rather, it's a process, a mindset, a habit of regularly retreating to a place of inner calm. This retreat has actual physiological benefits that can pay off in reducing risk for a host of chronic diseases. The notion of personal peace is not a new idea. It has always existed in the context of religious training or religious teachings, and in Eastern cultures, it is an essential part of daily existence. The news about personal peace or mindfulness or spirituality is that it has measurable, definable, physiological effects that can benefit us all. As I mentioned, personal is a key aspect of this concept. There's no simple prescription for achieving this. It's not comparable to the basic recommendation of eating a cup of spinach daily or getting 30 minutes of exercise. Personal peace is about you and your world. So many factors come into play that it it will affect how the mind and spirit can best achieve personal peace. There are vast cultural, religious, and other geographic and gender differences that affect us. There are more elusive and more inexplicable preferences that guide us in our choices and our achievement of pleasure and serenity. You must consider your best route to personal peace. All I can do is to urge you to take active steps to achieve this goal as the evidence is truly overwhelming and that it's a route to a healthier, happier life. So how do you achieve personal peace? Dr. Pratt's general recommendation is to select one or more stress-reducing practices from the list below and incorporate them into your daily life. He uses a host of these practices from relaxation response to prayer to exercise to nature at various times every single day to achieve his own personal peace. Consciously working on this aspect of coping with stress has changed his life, and I know that you'll reap similar rewards when you achieve your own personal peace. Here are some common proven approaches to personal peace that have demonstrated physiological benefits. And I'm going to um, probably, um, the relaxation response is the first one. 
When he left home for college, his mother told him that it was important to learn to relax. That isn't, wasn't always something that just happened and that learning to relax will help me fall asleep and help me to cope with stresses of school. She told me to lie down and let each part of my body relax until it felt heavy. What my mother was teaching me was progressive muscle relaxation or the relaxation response. Herbert Benson, a doctor at Harvard, wrote about the relaxation response in his book called The Relaxation Response. Here is the simple technique. Sit or lie down quietly. If lying down, be sure you don't go to sleep. Close your eyes, breathe deeply, relax all of your muscles beginning at your feet and ending at your face. Breathe through your nose and become aware of your breathing. As you breathe out, say a word. One was what Dr. Benson or Herbert Benson suggested, but any word will do. Breathe in, breathe out, and repeat the word one or whatever word you choose. Breathe in, breathe out, repeat your word, and so on. Breathe naturally and easily. Continue for 10 to 20 minutes. You can open your eyes to check the time, but don't use an alarm. When finished, sit or lie quietly for a few minutes. Be passive and ignore distracting thoughts. You should do the relaxation response once or twice daily. Don't do it within two hours of eating as digestion seems to interfere with the effectiveness of the response. At first, you might find it difficult to achieve the relaxation response. You'll be distracted and your head might fill with unrelated thoughts. Try to gently ignore these distractions and focus on your breathing. You might find it a challenge at first. Perhaps it will seem like a waste of time, but persevere. You will begin to reap the rewards. People who regularly practice the relaxation response find that they have a better awareness of tension levels in their body and thus better ability to relax in any situation improve concentration, reduce resting levels of the flight or fight, fight or flight portion of the autonomic nervous system. So those are some really good reasons. Um, two good resources for coping with stress are Power Over Stress by Ken Ford, NED, N-E-D-D-M-D, and... The Instant Emotional Healing, Acupressure for the Emotions by George Pratt and Peter Lambrove. And with that, I am going to take us off of mute for today. And if you have any questions, you can um, share them with me at the end of the call or any thoughts that you might want for upcoming phone calls. So there we have it, my friends, stress and why and what the relaxation response is and how to work to achieve that. And Victoria's classes on Fridays or calls on Fridays are usually really good for getting us started on the weekend for such a relaxing way. Thank you, Susan. That was great. Oh, you are welcome. Well, 
as Dorcas says, it takes us four or five times to hear something before we finally get it. So it doesn't hurt to repeat it periodically. <laughs> and I will, I will uh, reinforce it on Friday. Okay. Oh, I always love when you you do those meditations and then you put those wonderful anchors in. That is just absolutely fabulous. Well, it is 7 o'clock, and at the top of the hour, if anybody's going to hop over to Facebook, One Team Global Live, somebody should be sharing information on how to build a business. And I have got to scoop because I've got to go take care of a little one for a little bit before I go off and teach school. So have a great day, everyone, and we should be having Frank tomorrow, which will be very exciting. Take care.